Welcome to episode number seven of A Time Such As This. I'm here with my good friend, Michael. I've known this kid since we're in like eighth grade, and we're going to talk about what Christian dating looks like, how to approach it, how to get through temptation, and lots of other fun stuff. So I'm going to hand it over to Michael. He's going to pray for us, and we're going to get started with all the questions. First off, I'm not a kid, but um, <laughs> <laughs> my name is Mike, and I'm 20. I go to Bible college up in Santa Clara, California, near the Bay Area, and I'm studying to be a missionary, so missionary pastor type thing. Very cool. All right, pray us in, and then we'll get started. All right, sounds good. All right, dear Lord, I thank you for this day, just giving us another day to live. Um, I thank you for the opportunity to come on here and uh, just talk about, you know, something that's very important, Lord, in today's <clears throat> society. I ask that you bless us, give us wisdom, and say the things that, are, that we are supposed to say the right things, Lord. Um, we just thank you so much. We love you. We just never pray. Amen. All right. So let's just dive right in and start about... Um, the purpose of dating and how Christians should approach it. Cause I think that a lot of people are told a lot of different things about what the purpose of it even is. And as Christians, we're called to be set apart and um, we're not supposed to approach things the way that the rest of the world does. So talk a little bit about the purpose of dating and how we should approach it. All right. Well, um, the purpose of dating, um, that is, I would say, you're just getting to know somebody because dating could like, I mean, a lot of people look at it differently. Mm -hmm. Some people look at it as in, you know, if you go hang out with somebody, I know that's how, <clears throat> I know that's how my pastor looks at it. But if you were to go hang out and spend some time with somebody, um, then they look that, at that as dating. But when you get in a relationship with somebody um, and that's where I guess we're most people now consider it dating. If you're like, you know, boyfriend and girlfriend type thing, right? then that's more, like, you know, that whole purpose of that is to, like, to prepare yourself for marriage. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people nowadays, they kind of look at dating as, you know, like, taking up some of their time, you know, and that's just, you know, having fun in, in the meantime. And I don't know, that's just kind of how, I guess, society has kind of made it seem like. No, you're right. I mean, they it's like very casual there's no purpose behind right. it it's just like oh this guy's so cute like I want to hang out with him all the time because he makes me feel good about myself right. but there's no like end goal and right. I think like especially in, in any type of relationship being a Christian there's supposed to be intention behind it and so like if you come across somebody who loves the Lord is on the same path as you has the same goals as far as your faith goes and you know they'd be a good ministry partner then you can start considering it but know that like the purpose of it is like to find somebody to marry and to reflect Jesus's relationship with the church because that's ultimately what marriage is that's ultimately re what relationships are anyways um but everybody thinks it's so casual and it's yeah, like, yeah, date different. whoever you want. You can date like 10 people. And it's like, no, you can't actually. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, I would hope that you would find the other person attractive. And, you know, I would hope they make you feel good. Obviously. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it's also, <laughs> it's also all those other aspects, <laughs> you know, somebody that you can see raising your children right. um, either side. If you're, if you're a guy, you would want them <clears throat> like, can you see them 
being the mother of your children. And um, like you said, everything we do has to have purpose. And a mm -hmm. lot of times it is casual and there's just, um, yeah, I mean, it just, like you said, it should have purpose. It shouldn't just be, you know, for fun. And yeah, it should be fun, but that should not be the main purpose of it. Right, exactly. There should, something that, I forgot who said this, but I remember someone talking about dating. They were just saying, like, it should be a competition of, like, how to, like, you're out serving that other person. Like, you should want to serve that other person. Not what can this person do for me or how can this person serve me, but how could I serve that person? And so, like, personally, like, looking at my life and looking at the gifts that God's given me, like, how can I, like, I need to find somebody that I can bless with those gifts and I can serve well and I can help them run their race that God has set before them and help them fulfill the purpose that God has for them and, and vice versa it goes the same way so like whoever God has for me is the same way like his gifts and things will help me do my purpose for what the Lord has for me but I think the big picture that people miss is like the purpose behind everything like yeah and I mean I would say uh, yes to that because you know Jesus you know God he came down and he served us, mm -hmm. you know, he gave his life for us. And he was the ultimate picture of being a servant, you know, mm -hmm. you know, the, the, uh, the king of kings now became the servant to many. And, you know, he says the last will become first and the first will become last. And he's basically, he explained to us and he didn't just tell us to do it, but he also did it himself. Mm -hmm. um, he was, he was, you know, he was a servant and he showed us how we were supposed to serve others. And I feel like that should go in all aspects of life. Oh, of course. But, you know, if you're dating somebody, then. You know, that's also a good time to do right. that. Right. And well. like and like you said too, like when you're actually like in a relationship with that person, um, it's preparing you for marriage and something that like God has really shown me over the past couple of years is like marriage is a lot of forgiveness and a lot of compromise. And if you're not able to do those things now, then you're not gonna be able to do them later and it's gonna cause a lot of problems and you have to understand that like you are not first in that relationship. It is God, your spouse, and then you. Like, that's yeah. how it goes. And that's how it is in dating as well. Like, it is God first, and you are serving that other person, and you are helping them stay focused on the Lord. You're not like, hey, look at me. Like, look at how I'm making you feel. No, it's pointing them back to Jesus and reminding them they have greater purpose and that the point of y'all's relationship is actually to glorify God and to do more for the kingdom than you could do on your own. Yeah. And honestly, I think the main reason why a lot of relationships end, you know, marriages included is when they get that, like you said, it goes God, your spouse, and then you, and I can completely agree with that. And it's, um, you know, God says that the number one commandment is to love him with all your strength, mm -hmm. soul, mind, you know, your heart, everything. And then next is to love your neighbors yourself. But, you know, um, your spouse is not necessarily just your neighbor, but a lot of marriages and relationships fail is because they get that mixed up and whether God becomes second and then they become first or the, or they become above their spouse. And a lot mm -hmm. of it has to do with selfishness. Oh, um, absolutely. Yeah. And it's just, you know, a lot of people, they're, they, um, they're like, Oh, well, this person isn't doing this for me. Like I'm not getting this out of it. And right. a lot of times relationship relationships and marriage is sacrifice, mainly marriage. Oh yeah. Um, and like you said, dating is to prepare you for marriage. And so we also need to practice those things while we're dating. But if you are going into a relationship, like, what can I get out of it? 
99% of the time that doesn't work out because, you know, it's, it's supposed to go both ways and, you know, you're supposed to be selfless. And when both of you are selfless and you put the needs of the other above your own, that is why relationships last. And that is, especially marriages. And I mean, you know, dating, I'm not saying, you know, the first person you date, you have to marry. No. Obviously not. But, <laughs> um, but when you get in a relationship where you're like, you know, this is the person I'm going to marry. Cause I mean, there are a lot of people that have been like, they've, you know, they've thought that about a couple of people that they were going to marry them. Right. And, you know, and the main reason why they end is one side is being selfish in whether it's, you know, you're, you're the one that's being selfish and you're like, well, I'm not getting enough out of this or the other person's being selfish. And you're like, you know, this isn't somebody who I would want to marry because this is how it's going to be. Right. Well, and as far as like figuring out who to even decide, like, this is someone I want to marry, like God gives us qualities. Like I know Proverbs 31 is so cliche and like everybody talks about it, but it's in Proverbs and it's in the Bible. And God gave that to us as a kind of mold and a kind of not a checklist but of things to look for like in both a man and a woman like someone who's wise someone who reveres the lord someone who works hard someone who spends time with jesus every day someone who wants to serve him and that doesn't mean that you have to pick somebody who wants to be a pastor or something like that but someone who understands the concept of the great commission and what that looks like to live it out every single day. Because like my dad, for example, does construction, like he owns a construction company. Well, he uses that as a way to share God and to share Jesus with his employees, people that he does jobs for. Um, He uses that as a method to bless other people and to share the gospel. So if you're a plumber, like you can do the same thing. If you're a teacher, you can do the same thing. So just someone that understands that and, um, looking for those types of qualities and being honest and understanding and not angry. And that doesn't mean that you have to look for a perfect person, but someone who's striving after those things because the perfect person does not exist because the perfect person is Jesus. Yeah. So like, what, what do you think are some important qualities then that people should be looking for? Um, well, a lot of qualities, um, they're kind of equal on both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like there's things like if you're a girl or a woman looking for, you know, somebody to marry, they're, the qualities are the same as if a guy were looking for so, maybe not all the qualities, obviously, but um, m- most of them I feel like are, mm-hmm. you know, trustworthiness is, you know, a huge thing. If you can't trust them, then, you know, um, I would say, um, you know, you obviously, G- G- God, you know, Jesus, God has to be first in your life. Mm-hmm. because when you get those things mixed up um like for instance you know with this whole thing going on you know the coronavirus i guess we'll talk about that a little bit <laughs> that's fine but, um you know you see a lot of people are you know freaking out about it they're going crazy and you know at the end of the day you know god had a purpose for this mm-hmm. there's a reason he had this and, you know, we have to trust him. He knows what's going to happen in the end. You know, if you read the last book in the Bible, you already know who won. And true. it's, you know, it's just a lot of things with faith. You know, mm-hmm. if you, if Jesus is number one, because, you know, you want to strive to have a walk with God. And then second, you want to have, you know, you want to build your faith. And the thing is, though, is we're not putting our faith in a person. We're not putting our faith in, um, you know, somebody who makes mistakes or putting our faith in God, God doesn't make mistakes and 
everything that he does has a purpose for it. You know, for all things work together for good mm-hmm. to them, to to those who are called according to his purpose. And, you know, it might seem bad now, but, you know, we'll get through it. And I feel like um, another quality is that, you know, they should definitely be faithful, like have a lot of faith. And um, because, you know, let's say, you, you know, you, you marry somebody down the line and their faith is, you know, when, when something happens, all of a sudden, you know, the world's ending and they don't know what to do anymore. <clears throat> they don't know what to do anymore. And, you know, the thing is, though, one thing we all need to have is, you know, faith in God, mm-hmm. especially when you're looking for somebody to marry. That's a quality that you would want. You know, somebody that's not going to be shaken by little things that are going to happen here and there or even big things. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say another one, you know, caring. You know, um, God talks a lot about, you know, being gentle. Jesus, when he was, you know, he, he would, he, when he would preach, he would talk about being gentle, meek. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of blanking right now, but. <laughs> That's okay. Uh-huh. There's, there's a lot of stuff that the Bible talks yeah. about like, that are supposed to be good qualities that show who people are. And I think you can tell that those people have those qualities by how they treat other people how they interact with people at church, how they interact with their family. Cause people could be one way to their friends or to people at church, but could act a completely different way to their family. And, and that's really yeah. important um, to look at. And I think something too, and this is also something that like God's really been showing me, especially in the context of dating is your, your family's opinions. If your family are believers and know Jesus, um, then their opinions about the person that you date are important. Um, and that they should be included in that and other godly people, because we're, you know, it's wise to seek out godly Christian counsel. The Bible talks about that too. Um, and sometimes those people include your parents. And so like my parents, like I have kept them in the loop with all the things that happen, um, both good and bad in that realm because like I care about their opinion I know that they fear God and I know that sometimes you know you might not see things from other people's perspectives because we get so caught up in like oh this person's so great well they actually suck and you shouldn't date them (laughs) but you can't see it because you're blind and so you need people like your parents like yeah that's true that happened to me pretty recently and my parents were like this is dumb. And I also was like, yeah, this is pretty stupid. So I was like, peace out. And (laughs) that's it. But if I was just on my own, like who knows what could have happened, you know, like God puts wise people in your life for that purpose and community, Christian community is so, so important, especially in this, because like the second most important decision you'll make is who you're going to marry. The first, the first biggest decision is obviously like if you're going to follow yeah, exactly. Right. Salvation, if you're going to follow Jesus. But the second is who you're going to marry because you become one with that person. And so, like, getting in those habits of thinking deep thoughts like that about dating now and seeking wise counsel about it now is going to save you from so much heartache and so many stupid decisions, okay? That's really what it's going to save you from. Mm-hmm. Um, because, too, like, we are supposed to be reflections of Christ and we're supposed to be representatives for him. And if we're out here making all these stupid decisions <laughs> – like we don't want to make Jesus look bad in front of right. unbelievers. So that's really important. Okay. So let's just move on to the next topic. Cause I'm just going to keep ranting if I don't stop. <laughs> um, okay. So let's say that you're in a relationship right now. 
what are boundaries and what are their purpose and what does that look like? I know that's kind of a lot, but right. Well, yeah, go. All right. So, um, you know, the Bible, like when you look at the Bible and you look specifically at sin, um, you know, they like they label, like, let's say committing adultery. And um, it says, you know, thou shalt not commit adultery. What is but, adultery, um, Michael? You know, before marriage. <laughs> what before marriage? All right. Well, um, <laughs> oh my I think goodness. everybody gets the idea, but you're funny. I know. But um, so, you know, if you're looking at just one specific sin, then, you know, one thing is the boundaries around it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you break those boundaries, I would not, you know, it's not necessarily sin. But the thing is, it was the whole point of those boundaries. It's like setting up a fence around the sin so you don't get close to it. Mm. And I think that's very important because, you know, when it talks about, you know, Job in the Bible, it says that he, um, you know, he, he eschewed sin, like he fleed from sin. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all over Proverbs, it says, you know, you know, we're supposed to flee from sin. We're not supposed to just sit around it because we could sit around sin. We could stand two feet away from it and not touch it. But the thing is, though, is, is that glorifying God? Right. So, um, you know, the reason why we're made is to glorify God with everything we do, all the decisions we make, you know, we're supposed to consider God and, you know, if this is going to glorify him or not. And so, you know, those boundaries are set there so that we don't even get close and that, you know, if we see sin, then, you know, you don't get near it, you know, you flee from it, you know, certain things that we can do during dating. Um, I mean, I guess it would be old fashioned a lot of the times, like, you know, but you know, oh, like, okay, let's say, for instance, you're going on a date with somebody, you're going over to their house, nobody's home, and, you know, you guys are going to watch a movie on the couch. There's a lot of opportunities there to, you know, mess up. <laughs> to do so, dumb things. Exactly. And, you know, when I was growing up, my dad was always, you know, if you're going to go hang out at somebody's house, you know, of the opposite gender, then a parent has to be, like, in the house. Somebody has to be there. And, um, like when it was over at my house, it was like, everybody was there. <laughs> so <laughs> it was like, both my parents were there. My brothers and sisters were there. And, but you your know, family's I mean, cool. So that wasn't exactly. the worst thing ever. Right. Yeah. Sometimes they are, <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's like, it definitely kept me out of trouble a lot of the time. So, I mean, boundaries, I mean, okay. If you're, if you're sitting on the couch, you know, with a girl or a guy, if you're depending on whatever you are, if you're a girl, guy, if you're a guy, girl. <laughs> <laughs> um and you're sitting down on the couch and you know and your dad's you know sitting right next to you and your mom's on the other side and then your brothers <laughs> and sisters are, you're not gonna do anything stupid you know what I mean yeah. so unless um, you're that bold which uh, I don't think anybody's that bold <laughs> right <laughs> unless your parents don't kidding. care I'm just kidding but, and then also we have to set personal boundaries and you know well yeah because talk, is... talk about personal boundaries though for a second and like expand on that because I'm 21 and you're 20 like our parents yes we both live with our parents but like that's not always going to be the situation you know what I'm saying because like you go off to school it's like what does that look like when your parents aren't there and your whole family can't hang out with you and whoever you bring to hang out right um I would I would okay one thing is you know we're we're made of flesh you know we make we make mistakes you know we sin yeah. And one thing we need to do is have accountability. Um, mm-hmm. We have to have somebody keep us accountable yes. to our actions. And, you know, it could be a close friend. And you could say, you know, 
let's say, as one thing is it says is that sex is for marriage. Right. Like when you, when you do that, it's for marriage. And, um, you know, it's all over the Bible. And honestly, the re- like, if you look at our society now, it's like, it's become a normal thing. Like, oh, you know, I'm just going to go do this with this person. I'm, you know, or if I'm dating this person, I'm just going to do this. And it becomes, it's so normalized. Or I'm but, planning on marrying them anyway, so it doesn't exactly, matter. Exactly. Exactly. And it's just become so normalized. And, you know, people, people will be like, oh, well, you know, and they'll try and make excuses for it. But, you know, there's no excuse for the fact that God said this is supposed to be for marriage. Exactly. And that's just how it is. But um, so basically person, sex to suck people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, we want to send personal boundaries for ourselves. So for, you know, if we're going to say we're going to make the commitment, you know, I'm going to wait till I'm married. You know, you want to tell somebody who's close to you, um, maybe a parent, I don't know, maybe probably probably a friend. It'll keep you more accountable, especially if I'm going out to college. Um, one of my friends um, out there, my best friends, he's my best friend, actually. We, um, we keep each other accountable on a lot of things. And so, you know, I'll, you know, we'll, we'll I mean, I'm a guy, so I'm not going to be here talking for three hours on my personal boundaries but um you know i'll tell them like you know this is this is it i don't want to do this so and you know it's just it's somebody to keep you accountable mm-hmm. um i think that's very important because you know if you're just if you have nobody to keep you accountable it's a lot easier to fall into sin and it's and it's just that extra you know fence around you know building a fence around the sin so that you don't get too close to it right and um, if you have fallen into that sin before in the past and if you have that accountability partner and you do fall into that sin. That's just another person that you get to share that with and mm-hmm. they can help lead you back to the Lord and remind you like, Hey, you messed up, but the Lord has mercy on you. So don't do it again. <laughs> you know exactly. what I mean? And there's one thing that you said, you know, somebody that will lead you back to the Lord. And if you're going to have somebody keep you accountable, it definitely should be somebody who loves God. Oh you know, yeah. You don't want to pick someone, question. you know, <clears throat> and you know we're supposed to be separated not a, a lot of things that we're supposed to do is supposed to point us back to god right um, so um you know we want the, the people around us the friends we have should all point us back to god that's kind of separate but um <clears throat> so i would say that and one thing um i was always taught to do i wasn't really taught to do it. i just kind of started doing it like if i felt tempted in any way i would you know, so I'll just start praying or I'll read my Bible or something. Yeah. And, you know, you, I would like, you know, I'm like, I'm going to read this chapter first. And then, you know, I'd read it and then something would stick out or I'd pray and, you know, he'd give me peace about that. But, mm-hmm. you know, God says that no, no man is tempted above which that he can handle and that God's yes. always going to give you a reason on a way out. I was so, hoping you're going to bring that up. <laughs> yeah. How could I not? But, well, if you weren't going to do it, I was going to do it because that's one of my favorite verses. But yeah, but I mean, it's so true. And, you know, yeah, if the temptation is in front of you, God, God will put a way there so that you can, you know, make it out of that temptation. And, mm-hmm. you know, the first thing that we can do, you know, like as little kids. All right. So like you're you're at a park or something and some weird person comes up to you. First thing you're gonna do is like run to your dad or your mom. And that's how we should be in our Christian life. And, you know, if a sin is going to, you know, approach us or some temptation, we should run back to our heavenly father. And, you know, that's just one, that's just one big thing that we can, you know, make that as a habit, you know, before we, you know, we, we can, because we know when a temptation is coming, like, 
you feel it. Coming, you know, you're like, all right, well, and then, you know, you, you run to God and you're like, you know, God, you know, can you, can you give me, can you give me some strength over this, you know? And a lot, right. every time I've done it, it's happened, you know, and it's just, and it's not because me of me, too. but it's because, you know, God. And so that's one thing that should be very important when it comes to um, ten- temptations through dating. If you're in, if you're put in a situation, I mean. Yeah. Cause I mean, they'll, they'll come. And that's another reason why, like going back to like the qualities and things that are important to look for. Like you have to be dating somebody that values the same things that you do and has the same convictions as you do, because it's not going to work unless you guys are on the same page. That's like, just to like make it broad here. So I'm not like nitpicking, but like, that's like dating somebody that doesn't want to save sex for marriage. And you do, that's just, that's dumb. Like, don't do that. Like that doesn't make sense. Like they don't care about your values, even though they might say that they do like, ultimately they have a different plan than, than you do. And some people are very patient when it comes to stuff like this, they'll date you for a year or two and say that they're like, yeah, you know, it's fine. Like we don't have to. And then a year or two later, they'll bring it up again. And you might just fall into it because you feel like, oh, we've been together for two years, like whatever. So it's very important to like be on the same page with somebody, even with like the boundaries that we were talking about, like being in a relationship with someone who you guys can sit down and have that conversation and be on the same page and feel peace about it and feel led by the spirit as far as like what you guys are supposed to do and what you're not supposed to do because every person is different and some people are more tempted easier than others in certain areas. And so you have to be so careful with everything, especially when we're talking about sin and temptation, because God takes sin very seriously. And so should we, um, so being on the same page as someone's really important. Yeah. But. And I mean, one thing you said is, you know, they don't care if they're not necessarily on the same page. And that's another quality is, you know, you have to love people. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the Bible says to love your neighbor as yourself. And that means, you know, you, you love the neighbor, you're, anybody that, that okay the thing is neighbor doesn't literally mean the person next door to you <laughs> um, for those of you confused but it just means you know those around you you know anybody everybody yeah refers to everybody and you're supposed to love them as you would love yourself so if you're dating somebody and you know they say well this is what i want and regardless if it's with this and you don't agree with it or if it's with anything if they, if this is important to them imagine if it was you you know and there's something that was important to you and you know they didn't really care about it and they were trying to do it anyways mm-hmm. that's something to look for and if they don't love people around them, because they're most likely going to love you more than they're going to love other people and if they can't even do or do that and respect what you want then i mean what's to say that they're you know going to do that with other people because you know that's something that you know all christians should strive to be christ-like mm-hmm. and you know that also goes with somebody who you're going to date they should be striving to be Christ-like. And obviously they're not perfect. Nobody's perfect right. except for him. All going to make mistakes. But, you know, we should be striving to be like him, like you said earlier. And one thing that, you know, Jesus did is he loved people more than himself. Mm-hmm. And Jesus was the ultimate, you know, he, he showed us like Jesus is love. You know, it talks about that. He showed us what love was. And, you know, that's one thing as, as Christians. And if you're dating somebody, they should put other people 
equal to themselves or they should or it's you put other you put other people above yourself but that's because you're loving them as yourself that makes sense no it does and like something that god's been teaching me too he's been teaching me a lot lately i know i keep saying that but he's been showing me a lot of things and another thing that he's really been showing me is that we really do need to put other people above ourselves and think of them even as more important than ourselves um i forgot where that verse is but I think it's, it might be in Philippians where it just says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but thinking of others is more important than yourself. Um, and that right. that's, yeah, I don't really know. Maybe. I hope so. Hmm. Um, I just don't remember exactly where it is. Um, but that's really important. And we're called to be servants, we're called to serve other people. Um, and so if that person is doing that in their lives already, then they would be a pretty trustworthy person. But you just have to be on the same page because if you're not, it's it's ridiculous. And even like, (laughs) this is so extra and it's just because it's me, but you even have to like be theologically on the same page um, and to break that down into similar terms or more simple terms, not similar. Um, You have to agree on things in the Bible because some people have just decided to read the Bible and throw out some very important pieces of it and twist it into whatever that they want and you have to look at the bible listen to what these people are saying and compare everything compare what your pastor says compare what your best friend who's been a christian since they were born says compare what your mom says everybody that talks to you about things of the bible even what i'm saying like don't just take whatever me and michael are saying and go run with it like look it up in the bible ask god for yourself tell him to teach you um ask him to show you what his word means because people are twisting and lying things all the time. Um, but the point of me saying that is you're the person that you think loves Jesus might believe some whack stuff about the Bible <laughs> yeah. and you have to be so careful because, and this is something that like I was just having a conversation with about with somebody else about um, like we're talking about this topic of when you date people, you have to be on the same page theologically. And that's especially important I think for us girls, because when we're married to these people, we're going to have to um, submit to our husbands and whatever, not whatever that, okay, please understand, please understand what I'm saying here, what they say goes. And so they're saying, okay, in this household, this is an example. I'm not saying this is what I believe, but I'm just giving an example. Let's say that you marry a Calvinist and they're like, when our children ask questions about this type of stuff, we're going to tell them this. And you're like, well, I don't believe that. Well, it doesn't matter. Like you have to submit to what your husband has believed and chosen and felt convicted to share with your family. And you have to be in a place where you can, you can do that. And me, if you don't know me, I'm very stubborn and I will not, I will not teach people something that I do not agree with, especially if they're my children. And so thinking about that, I want to make sure that whoever I date and whoever I end up marrying is going to be somebody who who loves the Bible and loves truth and doesn't pick pieces out. And I'm not say, saying that Calvinists necessarily do that, but think about it. There's so many Christians in the world that think that different sins are now okay because times have changed. Like, no, the Bible doesn't change. It's still a sin but you're just a weirdo and you think that you get to change the Bible. No, you don't. So 
looking at those things too and always always going back to the bible because like i said people are teaching some whack stuff okay yeah. like i know like there's a this is getting off topic but there's a uh, there's, <laughs> there's a belief like it's called gnosticism it's um basically where they there's certain you know sex of it like s-e-c-t-s sex of it where um they believe that you know it says where you know when sin grace much more abounds so you know they oh, take man. that verse and they're like oh well the more i sin the more <laughs> grace abounds and that is so wrong and a lot of people believe that where they're like oh well uh you know i'm saved and to show god's grace i'm just going to sin as much as i want and it's not know, how it works definitely people. not because the word christian means christ-like that's what the word christian means and so if you're not you know if you're not being if you're not striving to be like christ then i mean but okay this is getting off topic but it's so good so it's okay (laughs) um (laughs) no because you made such a good point if you're not being christ-like but even that itself like people are worshiping different jesus's which sounds so wild but they are because a lot of times people are now saying like oh well jesus still loves me even though i keep doing xyz every day i'm i'm okay i can keep doing it because i'm saved like no that's not what it says like jesus after he healed people or had interactions with people he said go and sin no more paul says come back to your senses and stop sinning then first john chapter three talks about if you go on in your sins you don't know god so and that doesn't mean that you're not going to struggle because we're human beings. We're going to be tempted and we're going to struggle until we're in the Lord's presence forever and ever. But that doesn't mean that you just go on and sin forever and you keep sinning because you're just saved by grace. Yes, yeah. you're saved by grace, but that doesn't mean you get to go do whatever you want every day. Exactly. Like that's not how it like, works. We're bought with a price. We're supposed to. Uh, right. Yeah. So you are not your own. Yeah. Man, so good. I'm getting excited. <laughs> <laughs> This is what Jesus does. When I start talking about the Bible and just talk, start talking about Jesus, it just gets me all hyped up, and I just like get all excited about it. Yeah, I get hyped up too, but I keep it to myself. So inside, I'm like, yeah. Why? <laughs> Let it out. <laughs> Maybe later. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. Maybe I'll uh, get back to our actual questions that I have. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay. Um, number four. What does pursuing mean to you and what does it look like? Oh, this question. All right. Um, so what is pursuing? Hmm. Yeah, do guys do it? Do girls do it? Like what is it? I feel like it's I feel like it's more for the guys. The guys should be the ones pursuing only because um I mean, my mom always told me, watch out for girls that are like you know, very, you know, outwardly spoken about, you know, I guess if they're pursuing you a lot, just, you know, watch out for that. Um, there, I don't know if there's necessarily like a biblical reason. It was just more like my mom just kind of thought that. <laughs> but um, I think it's, yeah. All right. So I think it's for the guys. But okay. pursuing is, is, you know, at least from a guy, if I'm going to pursue somebody, it's going to be because, um, you know, they have certain qualities that I like. And obviously I'm not going to, like, if I am like interested in somebody, I'm not going to be like, Oh, well, this is the person I'm marrying. So, you know, obviously not, but no, you have to get to know them. Exactly. And so 
but you you want to get to know them and um so you said something earlier before this about like signs of it like what does it look like mm-hmm. um I would say like you know if somebody's like is always talking to you you know and they're always sounding interested because you know there's some people I you know I'll respond to a lot a lot of times I'm not the most interested (laughs) so I mean like I'm just like oh this is kind of a boring conversation so like I mean that's just kind of how it is I feel like everybody does that but um (laughs) at some point or another I'm pretty sure but you know if they're interested and you know they you know they they care about things that you care about or they at least show that they do you know they want to hang out with you they want to you know, they want to be around you. They want to get to know you. I mean, that's a pretty good sign. Um, so like, basically, that's what you're saying you would do if you were pursuing somebody. Right. Like, you know, I would be texting them a lot. I would probably call them. Um, you know, I would want to hang out with them a lot. I mean, this just kind of goes with the territory, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I mean... Like, for other people that are thinking about pursuing somebody, I mean, it all goes back, you know, rewind it back, like, 20 minutes or something, and, you know, <laughs> look at characteristics, because, I mean, yeah, if she's pretty or he's, you know, handsome or whatever, yeah, that's that's good, all right? You don't want to, like, I don't, you don't want to, you know, marry somebody who you don't think is attractive. You don't want to wake up in the morning and be like, oh, my goodness, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh my I'm just saying, because looks will go but by that time your looks are going to be gone too so it doesn't even matter but I mean it's they should so be funny. they should be attractive all right like they should yeah be I agree I agree but they shouldn't just be attractive you know they should they should have more substance their soul should be attractive too exactly you know they should love God want to serve God you know we already talked about this like 20 minutes ago so <laughs> those characteristics you want to have somebody with um, characteristics like you said Proverbs 31 um, you know people who try and strive to be like Christ um, you know things like that okay go back to what your mom said for a second though about watch right. out for girls that uh, are very outspoken about them wanting to date you and stuff why um, my mom is a very wise lady you know just saying but um she True. just always said that, you know, it's it's not the girls that should be chasing because, you know, I mean, honestly, from a guy, if a girl's chasing me, it just kind of seems desperate to me a lot of times. And I just, it's automatically <laughs> like a no. <laughs> like, I'm just going to be blunt. All right. So if you're like that and you're listening, I'm sorry, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never you know, mind. But, you know, it just, it's a lot of times it's like the guy wants to do it because. I know that's why you guys are created. Yeah, and exactly. And for me, if a girl would be like, "Hey, do you want to be my boyfriend?" Regardless Ooh. of if we've been talking for a long time or I really like, <laughs> I'm going to say no. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be like, "No." And then maybe later I'll ask or something. I don't know, but you know, it's just as a guy, it's just kind of like well, you know, that's kind of my job. Like, I want to like, you know, I want to be the one doing that. Um, yeah. But I mean, like yeah i think it's just somewhere in the bible i'm sure i mean i don't think i don't know well it is it is yeah i feel like i've read it somewhere but well it's um, it's it goes back to what we're talking about how relationships are supposed to be um 
a reflection of Christ's relationship with the church. Well, yep. in that relationship in the Bible, it says that Christ is the bridegroom and that the church is the bride. So right. the body of Christ right. is the woman and Jesus is the man. And he, I mean, you can go back into the Old Testament and it talks about all the time about how God, the groom is coming after his bride and chasing her down. I mean, if you look at Hosea, Hosea was told to marry a prostitute and he goes and even has to buy her back from someone she sold herself to for sex. Like, and that, and he, he got cheated on by her a bunch, but the point of that entire story and of what um, God had Hosea do was to show his people that yes, you have, cheated on me with the world you're choosing the world over me you're not staying pure you're not staying holy but I still choose you and I'm still going to pursue you and I'm going to buy you back which he bought us back by the blood of Jesus Christ on the cross and by his resurrection that's how he bought us back and he wants that relationship with us and so like going back like marriage is a relationship that is supposed to reflect Jesus and his relationship with the church and it's a relationship of love and of holiness and of righteousness and that that's why i think that the guy should do the pursuing yeah, just because I mean, jesus said and you know jesus left heaven you know he came down right. here um, he went through some great lengths yeah and yeah I, I, i'm glad you brought up that thing about hosea um, i was thinking about that earlier when it was doing with um like other stuff but yeah i mean it's if you look at the book of hosea it's one of the greatest pictures of of Christ and the church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's like, like you said, you know, he, his wife went off, left him, sold herself and he had to go and buy her back, which was his wife, which is like, imagine having to do that, you know? Yeah. But, but it's you know, a that's really what Jesus did. Yeah. And that's really what Jesus did. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Well, and, yeah. and this isn't to say that like the woman can't, pursue back but it needs to be initiated by the guy first and like once you know for sure where you guys are at then it's like okay yeah because if it's just some random guy you're like oh you know he's cute i'm gonna go you know go talk to him slide in his dms real quick don't (laughs) don't do it (laughs) please don't yeah um okay last question because we're at 43 minutes so i want to keep these people listening to us forever um (laughs) even though i think it's we've been saying interesting things they probably don't want to listen to us um (laughs) how can christians honor god through their relationships right you know i mean i mentioned this earlier you know the reason why we were created is so that we honor god that's the whole purpose we are created Mm -hmm. there's nothing no other purpose but this and you know the whole point of this while we're dating we want to do things that honor god our relationship should bring honor to god it shouldn't it shouldn't you know make god ashamed right Right. um and a lot of things is well when we're dating somebody one thing that's very important is you know sometimes one side of the relationship is gonna have some problems maybe personal problems or certain things are happening and you know, the other person is always supposed to point them back to God. And a lot of times, mm-hmm. you know, we're supposed to keep our eyes on God, on Jesus, you know, and a lot of times we get distracted. Like Peter, when Peter was, you know, Jesus said, you know, he hopped off the boat and was trying to walk to Jesus. And then he started looking at, yeah, he started walking on the water, but then he looks around him and sees all the waves and then he starts sinking. 
mm-hmm. you know, and then Jesus comes and grabs me and says, oh, you, oh, you have little faith, which I mean, honestly, I don't think I would have enough faith to get off the boat anyways, but, <laughs> um, but, you know, that's one thing is, you know, we, we should be pointing them back to Christ, you know, right. we see this a lot of times in life, you know, we'll see the waves around us and be like, oh, well, this doesn't look good. But at the end of the day, you know, we have to have somebody where, you know, they'll point us back. And, and, and one thing is in order to have a relationship where we glorify God, we have to have somebody who loves God and somebody that strives to be like God. Yeah. Um, I think that's very important. You know, we, they ought to, you know, uphold standards that, you know, the Bible is clearly set and, you know, and they should be like, it is, it, I mean, a lot of this stuff that we do, cause you know, God says that all of the, all of the laws fall under these two. And I, I mean, I keep mentioning them and it's the first one's love God with everything, you know, your heart, soul, strength, mind, everything. And then, you know, to love your neighbors yourself. And one thing we glorify God by is doing those two things. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this, there's this girl I was talking to at the college. Um, you know, she would be like, you know, the, she would be like, Oh, you're not allowed to text me until you read your Bible and, you know, walk with God. And I mean, at first I was like, who are you telling me? I mean, you know, like, <laughs> what are you like? Who are you telling me when I can like when I can talk or not? But like at the same time, it's you know she did not she that was being selfless. I mean, she's not like oh well you know you need to talk to me all the time. It was more like you know I want you to have a walk with God more than I want you to have you know a relationship with me, and that said a lot. And that's just kind of how we should be with um, when we have a relationship. It should be you know I'm not saying you know you have to always you know have you walked with God today you know but yeah we should encourage them to mm-hmm. and um that's one thing and then love other people they should be somebody who who pushes you to be a better person um and not just by a better person of the world standards but a better person of you know jesus's standards and what he said and um you know i think that's very important somebody just somebody who pushes you to be more like christ somebody who wants to be more like christ himself good stuff well we're now at 47 minutes so i think i'm gonna cut it off here but thank you so much for your opinions and your facts from the bible i appreciate you uh taking the time to talk on my podcast of course it was a pleasure all right well have a great day everybody i have two more guests in the next two weeks and it's gonna be awesome so stay tuned and i will talk to y'all later Okay, I will call you back and you can tell me about what your pastor said. All right, sounds good.